Welcome back to Movie Realists. I'm Joe. I'm Josiah. And today we are going to be reviewing Avengers. So this is another Marvel Monday. This is our second Marvel Monday of season two, Mm -hmm. which means that it's our second consecutive week having episodes when they should be played, which is pretty exciting for us. This is a big deal for us, you know. Our procrastination habits have seemed to have taken a back seat for the last couple of days as we have actually been recording, mm-hmm. which is great. It helps that now we're recording Avengers and not Captain America, though. Yep. Can't believe we did Thor quicker than we did Captain America. I know. I definitely prefer that movie over Thor. Well, now we're doing Avengers. The 2012 movie, which was the first movie to have two superhero or superheroes from separate movies come together into one big movie. And in fact, yeah, Captain America had Captain America, and Iron Man 2 had Black Widow and Iron Man, and Thor had. Hawkeye and Thor. Which is weird because I never actually knew that Hawkeye was in there. But he is in Thor. So, I don't know. It's really Yeah, weird. he is. He's in the part where they're, where he's pulling the hammer out. And he has the... And he's going to shoot him. And he has that scene where he like goes and he's about to pick the sniper. And then he goes for the bow and arrow instead. And that really bothers me. I think that's just so obnoxious. Why would he even hover over the... <laughs> the sniper if he wasn't going to use it was that for was there someone standing behind him and he did it for dramatic effect i don't know i don't know maybe i don't know okay so something important to understand about my relationship with the movie avengers here we go again it excuse you is that i let's see it was 2012 so i was 10 when this came out i was about 10 if i wasn't 10 yet i was going to turn 10 soon and I was so friggin' excited for this movie to come out. I remember, like, how ecstatic I was, and as soon as this movie came out on Blu-ray, my dad bought it, and he popped it into our TV, and we sat and we watched it. We saw it in Over theaters. and over. Well, I know, but I mean, like, when we owned it. Like, oh. I mean, I had already seen oh. it in theaters, but, like, once we owned it, I watched that movie over oh, yeah. and over oh, yeah. and over again. Uh-huh. And with with our sister, Rebecca, she and I watched it over and over and over again. And we watched it with um, with a friend of ours at the time. And we watched that movie so many times. It was ridiculous. And we would, like, pretend that, like, we were in it. And we would, like, pretend that we were, like, doing the stuff that the heroes were doing. And, like, I always pretended that I was Tony Stark's, like, daughter and it and like our friend pretended that she was Thor's kid and our sister like Josiah and I sister Rebecca always pretended that she was Black Widow's kid and like this I, movie I just always, has such a special place in my heart this I always one pretended in, I was Batman's kid he, yeah just, just I did not that I didn't understand or Captain universe, America's kid but just cause he I, preferred Batman over everything yeah, yeah. He still does, really. See, the, the, the thing about this movie that was directed by Joss Whedon, written by Joss Whedon, produced by Kevin Feige, stars Robert Tyne Jr., Chris Evans, Mark Ruffalo, Chris Hemsworth, Scarlett Johansson, Jeremy Renner, Tom Hiddleston, Samuel L. Jackson, Kobe Smulders, and Clark Gregg. 
this movie that has all <laughs> had to sneak it in there. Impressive. Uh, it really did something that had never been done before because obviously there had been sequels and stuff, but there had never been those characters coming together. And so that mm-hmm. same joy that those 40s and 50s kids who read comic books and were like, what, they drew Captain America and Iron Man on the same page together? <laughs> you know, same thing as that. That seems like it would be really simple to do, but it was just crazy during that time. Mm-hmm. Same thing here, because, I mean, you always, you know, whenever you're watching a movie, you're always like, man, it'd be crazy if these two characters met. Mm-hmm. And this actually happened. And unlike the um, movie Glass, this movie does not waste two hours and put these characters in a small building and just have them sit there the whole time and talk about whether or not they're actually special. You're never going to get over that, are you? Glass? Yeah. It made me so sad. I know. It's okay. It wastes... Not only do we not have enough time with Bruce Willis, who is by far the best character of them all, because he's, like, the coolest. Spoiler alert. Cover your ears. They kill him. I know. So... Ugh. And and Glass is just a bad movie. Glass is just not... Glass is just a bad movie. That's it. But this movie's not. Because this movie literally starts... And in the first 20, 25 minutes, you're already having a lot of the characters interact. Mm-hmm. I mean, you're having Loki interact with Nick Fury. Mm-hmm. And the, by the way, the opening chase scene there is one of the forgotten scenes of the film. I sometimes forget that it even exists. But it's yeah. a very... I still think it's very good. And this is before... Like, now, like in, by Endgame... Seeing characters from different movies coming together was kind of expected. Mm-hmm. But this movie, just it had never been done before. Mm-hmm. And so, probably the best part about this that separates it from the other ones is... Because, I mean, probably just how simple it is, you know. Yeah, maybe. Because Endgame... I mean, I'd prefer Infinity War... Over this one, of course. Right. But I still think that, like, Infinity War is really big and has all the characters coming together, and that was insane, too. But just this one had a very simple story of, like, they're coming together and they gotta stop this guy. That's what happened in Infinity War. But, you know, it was a lot bigger, and this one is just more simple. I I personally really like that. But the... I also think they did a good job with the villain here, and I'll let Joanna take over from that point, because uh, she has quite a bit to say about... About the villain? Yeah. Yeah, okay, so... Um, it face value when you first see Avengers. Um, you're watching it, and Loki is the main villain, but it's very clear that he's working under somebody else. Which was really interesting to be watching, especially when you don't no. really have an understanding. I mean... Again, I was 10. I did not read comic books. You I've thought- read... Now that I'm a little bit older, I have read some. I've, I've read some Marvel comic books, but that's not, like, where I knew. So, I'm sure that adults going into this movie who maybe have read the comics knew who he was working under or at least had guesses. Or when they said the name Thanos in the film, I don't really remember if they say it specifically or not. They show him. 
Well, well I know no, they. Show, I know that at the end they do. They so I know guy, that by the end everybody else was like, "Oh my gosh!" But see, even I, the guy with the, the cage face or whatever, you know. The yeah, they they show him, the but you don't really know who he is. Is and we really thing. never figure out who he is either. Mm-hmm. Remember in Guardians of the Galaxy, isn't he just killed by Thanos? Right. Spoilers. Which makes Guardian of the Guardians of the Galaxy just even crazier. It makes that villain. Dies. It makes that villain even crazier because you've been watching that two double thumbed guy since Avengers and then he just well, dies. You, like, I mean you only see him in Avengers. Well still, but you know you like you recognize it doesn't matter. Anyway. Well the at the end whenever we whenever they tease Thanos, then we think he was Red Skull at first. Um we were like, I'm Red not Skull. sure. Red Skull came I know out. that like our parents clarified for us that's Thanos, he was in the comics, he's a pretty big deal. And we were like, oh pretty big deal. We okay. were like alright and then we completely forgot about it. Mm-hmm. But but as you're actually watching the movie, I obviously had no idea that Thanos was even a thing. But also, the guys that Loki is working under, he's, like, scared of them. Almost, right? Like, he's, right. Like he's clearly, at least he's intimidated by them, if nothing else. And so, that's really interesting because now you're not only afraid of Loki, you're afraid of whoever he's working under. Because if he's afraid of them, then everybody should probably be afraid of them. Right. Yeah, I mean... You see him stick that machine in that guy's eye. Mm-hmm. You're afraid of him. But if he can get scared, you got to be afraid then, too. Yep. I really... I still... Like, I am a huge Loki fan. I'm on the Loki bandwagon of just... I think that he is a great character. It bothers me that they always kill him. <laughs> and that he always comes back. I, uh, He's died, like, as, three times, I, I know. think. Thor the Dark World. Thor. Thor Ragnarok. Did he die in Avengers? No, remember he's just taken away with a corona mask, a metal That's right. coronavirus mask. That's right. Yep. And then he's, but he dies in Infinity War. Mm-hmm. I mean, he actually does, but he's brought back for a Disney Plus show, which I don't mind as long as they keep that separate from the normal universe. I'm always down to get more Loki. But I was glad that they actually killed him. I was like, oh, great. I just hope he doesn't come back. I mean, he kind of spent his whole time on the screen, not only afraid of his superiors, but figuring out if he wanted to be good or not. He died good, but was killed by a bad, which means that he was good. Sure. But he seems like he's going to be bad in the Disney Plus show when he says, I'm going to burn this place to the ground. Yep. So we'll see. Anyway. I really liked Loki as a villain in this movie. I thought that all of his quirky little comments, I thought they were strong. I thought that um, it was interesting to watch him kind of go toe-to-toe with Tony. And Captain America. And Captain America and their little snarky, Which, snarky comments. Why did he beat Captain America in that fight? I'm not really sure. Because, because he kind of hits him work. with a staff and then Captain America just kind of falls over and then he's like, oh, I need help. And then they send an Iron Man. And then Cap like beats the crap out of Thanos in Endgame. Yeah, I don't know. So I, he had less experience then in Avengers. He yeah, just woken up. That's true. Cut him some slack. <laughs> I don't know. Um, I felt that this was Marvel kind of dipping its toe into how much are people going to believe? What can we throw at them that they'll just accept it completely at face value and not question it whatsoever? You know, so a CGI army from space, right? We did this was now. This was a very 20, 2010 to like twenty thirteen thing that films did, 
they did the same kind of thing in Transformers where they just send in those huge robotic dinosaurs yeah sort dinosaur type um robots just down on new york city this was just sort of a well i mean it happens in avengers in 2015 and it happens in avengers infinity war with the mm-hmm. army in 2018 mm-hmm. and it also happens in endgame in 2019 so mm-hmm. maybe this is just something that's always gonna happen <laughs> and it happens in justice league in 2017 right so I, this is probably just something that's gonna happen maybe Maybe. I don't know. But um, I like I remember walking out of that movie and our mom was like, of course they did that. Just like Transformers did that. And I was like, what? See, apparently I, it was just a thing, maybe. I wish, and this is the same for, of course, The Dark Knight and Batman Begins too. Mm-hmm. I wish I could go back in time to where I was like at the age I am now. Mm-hmm. Just, just so I could fully understand the story. Because sure. as the whole universe was building... Like, I mean, I understood it, but, like, it was just a teeny bit over my head. Right. For you, too. Yeah, yeah. But I I just wish I could go, like, maybe just three or four years, if those movies had just been delayed just three or four years, no one would have even known that they were delayed. Just a whole different timeline. (laughs) Just Just create an alternate reality. Right. Just so I could understand a little bit more. Because at the time, I was like, Captain America hit a bad guy? Uh, Yay! You know, I was like that. Like I didn't really sure. understand it. I mean, you were six. You were right. six. I was very, I was very teeny. Tiny. So it makes sense that you maybe didn't get it all the way. I feel like some of the scenes, whatever, were kind of complicated for me at the age of ten. But I got it. Like, like I under, I was able to understand. Like when they're arguing and then it goes over the scepter upside down, and then it's glowing, and you're supposed to be like, oh no, but you just kind of watch it and you're like, why is everything upside down? <laughs> I don't know. I think that the third... Well, I, I just like the layout of the whole thing, honestly. You have... They start off all separate. They come together. They fight at first. And then, af- basically, after Loki is at that fancy ball, which mm-hmm. I guess there are fancy balls in, uh, in Marvel movies. Like, that's just something that happens sometimes. Sure. I mean, they never have it happen again. But he goes there, and then they all come together, and they and they fight him... Then he gets in the hel- helicarrier. Then he makes Bruce Banner get all feisty. And then he turns into Hulk. Which is... I definitely prefer Mark Ruffalo's Hulk. Oh, yeah. Over Edward Norton. Just because I buy more that he's kind of rough around the edges. I, probably just because Mark Ruffalo's like 10 years older. And Edward Norton was like a twenty-five-year-old, and it's just—I don't know—it's kind of weird just to think that a scientist, brilliant scientist, is only like twenty-five. Yeah. But so then, I like how. I, well, honestly, I think it's like kind of a known thing, probably in the movie-making world. But like the care, like at the end of the second act, all of the heroes are beaten, and they're all like really upset. But then they kind of come back together for the third act. Like, you have... I like the montage where Iron Man fixes his suit and Captain America, mm-hmm. like, kind of dusts off his shield. Mm-hmm. And Thor stands up after falling, like, a million feet from the sky. Yep. And he gets his hammer. And then Hulk stands up uh, from the whole fall, too. And so he's all naked and he gets his pants back on and then he's ready to Hulk out again. And so I... 
and then they come together for the battle. Like, that was just kind of a very comic booky feel, to be honest. Yeah. Because the battle was so simple, you know? It was, like, kind of get the scepter, turn off the portal, and then fight the aliens. Sure. And, of course, you can't beat the shot when it's circling around all of them mm-hmm. as they're getting... Mm-hmm. As they're wielding their weapons. I don't know for sure, but I think I might have peed just a little bit when <laughs> I saw that movie for the first time. You're like, oh! Not too much. Just enough. Just a I, dabble. Just a reasonable... You just kind of dribbled a little bit. <laughs> I remember just exactly how excited I was. Because I just... Man, that was just so cool. That was so cool. It was so cool. Because, I mean, you think, like, I'd been wa- I had been watching these movies since, really, they had been coming out. And they, it's not like they had been coming out for a super long time. I mean, it was only... I mean, Iron Man was 2008, so that was only four years, right? So I, I had been six when I started watching it. But as a kid, time goes by a lot more slowly than it does when you're older. Okay, four years... Was a was like forty percent of my entire life as a ten year old. Okay, for forty percent of my life, it had basically been building up to this movie, and it was pretty cool to watch all of these guys who I thought were awesome, and Scarlett Johansson who I thought was just so cool, and she looked so great and so cool in her black little uniform with her little pistol and she cocked it and she looked up all serious and I was like oh yes girl you get it girl oh and then you have Iron Man and he's standing there looking and I you know obviously Iron Man has just always been my favorite I oh man Captain America see Tony Stark is Mm. like I should be the leader of the Avengers but whenever the fighting comes Captain America's the leader Rogers, of the Avengers. He, he is. It's, He's the leader. Steve. Steve. Who, who puts them Steve. all together and makes the plan. I also really like that part when he's like, we, he's like, uh, Black Widow. And I don't think they ever call her that. I don't think they do ever I mean, he's just like, movie. Natasha, or no, Romanoff, we're going to keep the fighting here. Iron Man, you go up in the sky and fly like a bird. Hulk, you smash. Or he's like, Hulk. I love that part, smash. yeah, when he's assigning roles. He's delegating. What a good leader. He delegates. And so... I think part of what this does better than other, even Avengers films, is the fact that uh, it kind of transitions between the different genres and tones very well. Like, it starts off and it's a super, like, surprisingly dark tone, you know, when Loki comes out with that really weird black underlining Mm -hmm. under his eyes and he's, like, bruised and you're like, oh my goodness, he's angry. And they have that whole chase scene, of course, in the beginning. Then it kind of transitions into a lighter tone as all the Avengers were to see what they do. They come together in conflict. But really, I think what... Like, I really like the uh, scene whenever Black the helicarrier is attacked. And you have how... They'll, like, there's a really light tone because Tony is kind of making a joke. And then mm-hmm. Captain America's like, did you just make a joke right now? Seriously? Like, this is the military. We're in a this war. This is serious. Okay. This, I'm a no, soldier. No, Don't you dare forget that I'm a soldier. He's like, and no, that is my role here. He's like, I'm no, a soldier. He's like, no joking in the military. And he's like, oh. And then they all... And then that whole thing builds up. And then they get really upset. And then, you, then you're kind of uncomfortable because you're like, why are they all fighting like that? And then it gets attacked. And I really especially... I really do like the scene when Hulk chases Black Widow... 
yes. through the hallways. That was that's such a greatly directed that is scene insane. because I remember whenever it's completely quiet, yeah. I literally as a six year old jumped from my theater seat <laughs> from the little booster that they give you to sit up higher. Yeah. I hit my head on the ceiling and I come back down and I'm like, oh my goodness, that scared me so much. Because, I mean, it's so quiet and then all of a sudden he just yeah. jumps out and he roars and they're like, <laughs> if I not only peed during that scene when the camera shows all of them together, I peed during that. <laughs> because that was also terrifying. But, I think, I, I mean, also, you got you have to give credit to Mr. Alan Silvestri, who did the score for not only for Captain America 2, not Captain America 2 is in the second one, but Captain America the first one also, and Avengers. Every Avengers movie except for Age of Ultron. So, all the really good Avengers movies right. he did. And He's I don't the think, common denominator. I don't think that such a great score has been composed for a movie... In a very long time, because he did so well, I don't I don't know what came to his mind when he was like, "What should I do for the Avengers?" And he just did that, and that has become such an iconic part of yeah. culture today. Yeah, and definitely the most iconic in all the Marvel movies, mm-hmm. because the other ones just kind of sound like a bunch of different notes played, and this one is like, "Oh yeah, it's the Avengers theme." Oh yeah, right. like you show someone the Star Wars theme. And they're going to know it. But you show some of the Avengers theme, and they're also really going to know it. And Star Wars is, like, a much longer... It's had a lot more time to become popular. The Avengers theme honestly really does rival the Star Wars theme. I I prefer... Not all the Avengers... Musically, I prefer the Avengers theme just because... uh, It's more powerful. I I agree. But, I mean, like, socially speaking, I guess, like... I think that it really does rival the Star Wars theme in its iconicness and yeah. its, its importance and its power. I mean, I Star the only ever time that I heard a Star Wars theme played to a Star Wars movie, and I was like, oh my gosh, was the Star Wars Rise of Skywalker trailer, if you mm-hmm. remember that, when it's like, as there's like explosions and yeah. stuff, and they're all like fighting, and you're like, oh my goodness, that was the trailer. But in Endgame, you have the Avengers theme playing, and I have never felt more like jumping up and down and like <laughs> running across the theater, like like you said, whenever you pretend like you're in the movie. Like I've mm-hmm. never felt like that during a Star Wars film, but I did during Endgame, and it's probably just because that theme song is and Avengers. It's it's more powerful somehow. It's really strong. It's just a really strong score. But um, I I just love. Like, it's such a... I, I wouldn't say it's a forgotten film, because it's really good, but it's not talked about really as much as it should be. Mm-hmm. Just because the amount of heroes in a film was, like, tripled in the trailer for Infinity War, you know? Yeah. And so I feel like this one's kind of just just a bit toned down, it feels... I mean, not that I think it's toned down, but the, it's easy to feel like it's toned down just because there are less heroes and right. less going on. This movie let you feel the stakes, too. Of what they were doing, like how important it was that they beat Loki, without it bringing in like the whole rest of the universe. You know what I'm saying? Right. It's simply kind which, of we which, can't let him rule. We can't let him rule mm-hmm. just because this guy is a bad guy. Whereas right. with Endgame and Infinity War, it's like 
the entire universe is going to on be us. destroyed. We'll see the same way that, like, they do that with the Guardians of the Galaxy movies. Like, they create stakes by including more, it's the infinity more surface area. Oh, you know, you know what I mean by surface area. Like, just more. The more places they're going to be affected by this, the higher the stakes. And this is, I mean, it's the whole world, which obviously is important, but it doesn't rely on. Well, this doesn't just affect our world. It affects every world, every universe. We have to save them. Right. You know, it doesn't go into that mode, which sometimes it feels like maybe it can and will, you know? Yeah. 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 I agree which I, which I really respect about this movie too, is that like, I mean, you know, I get that they built that up, you know, like. Yeah, they both the did different well. heroes had their different little areas that they had to save and protect or whatever. You have war in the first this movie. It's Loki's gonna rule the world, mm-hmm. like he's going to be the king. Mm-hmm. Age of Ultron. It's the whole world's gonna go extinct. Mm-hmm. And then kind of along that line with the different Marvel movies, you're like with Thor: The Dark World, the Nine Realms, and then it's like the galaxy, and then it's the Infinity Stones and the whole universe. Mm-hmm. I just, I mean, I I don't think that, like, that's sloppy or whatever, that is the universe, because they do build it up well with showing us the power of the Infinity Stones individually. Yeah. But that's partly due to this film, which really shows us the Infinity Stones, mm-hmm. because that's how the portal's even opened, right. is Loki has a scepter. Right. He has two Infinity Stones at one time, and yet everyone seems to forget that. They say that, I think, in Infinity War, don't Yeah, it's like, you are the first being to yield not, wield, not one, but two Infinity but Stones. But two Infinity Stones. And Loki, that's probably why Loki even stood up. He was, he was like, like oh. y'all seem to forget. <laughs> yeah. That's a good spare. Mm-hmm. But I, I, I don't know, there's just, it's simple, but it's also like, it was the biggest film at that time. Mm-hmm. There, It's just so special, like, it's just... There's really no other Marvel film that's just like this one. I mean, that's for every, I'll say that for every Marvel film because every Marvel film is special in its right. own way. And it's and I mean, talking about the Phase One films, it's really I mean, it's difficult to talk about them without going into that mode of like it did something that no movie had done before because that's true. They well, I mean, they they not the Phase One movies really just all started new things for the most part, right? Um. I mean, I, I mean, you know, Iron Man was the first one. Hulk, you don't have to talk about. Thor introduces the Tesseract, and, which later becomes well, very it, important. It, it also introduces... Wait, no. It no, ex- no, no, no. Am I thinking of the wrong movie? Captain America Thor. introduces the Tesseract. Thor also has the Tesseract, doesn't it? Does it? Thor has we a have, little... We have Thor has that glue blowy thing. Or that glue... The blue glowy thing... Which is the Tesseract. It's like a cube. Which is the Tesseract. He holds it and he turns blue. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. You're right. But There's, that also introduces it might not be, Loki, either which way, turns out to be the villain. Either, either way, Thor expands the universe by showing us the whole... There's a different realm. Right. Because that's... I mean, that's not entirely explained. Is it a whole different universe? Is it a different galaxy? Is it kind of like a fourth dimension? We don't really know. But it still expands that idea of there's more than just the Earth. Right. Captain America shows us the Infinity Stones. And most importantly, it shows that places outside of Earth can easily be threats to Earth. It introduces that idea. What does Thor? Yeah, Thor. Right. And then Captain America introduces the best, most important character, Captain America. Sure. 
it and that brings in the tesseract more right in in more detail if if thor even does do it Mm -hmm. if it does captain america brings more detail if it doesn't captain america brings it in right then you have avengers kind of well actually we forgot iron man iron man iron man 2 uh uh, does the same thing as the first one, but bigger and more Iron Man robots, so really nothing there. But but Iron, but then Avengers kind of puts that all together, and even though the pieces were a bit rough around the edges, the puzzle came together quite nicely. Yeah. So, I don't know. This I really, really like this movie a lot. Yeah, me too. Me too. Um, what are you thinking tier-wise for this movie? Oh, absolute trash. Mm-hmm. I know you're joking, but that's just so disrespectful to say. Yeah. We know it's not absolute trash. We know Loki, it's not bad. We Lo- know it's not eh. It has to be better than the time filler. It is. It's better than good. Being better than good? Joanna. I know you're kidding. <laughs> so, I feel like the plan is a little bit... Loki's plan in and of itself. It's just a little bit shaky, you know? Yeah. It's de- It's definitely... Like, the fact that well, Looking he, back at it now, I feel like Loki was actually just trying to get the Avengers to come together so that they could eventually fight Thanos. I think that was his plan, actually. And he was, like, masquerading as if he was going to actually take over the world, but how was but, he going to But that, that? See, the see, I feel like if that is what it is, it's just so complex. Like, why wouldn't he just come to Thor normally and be like listen. They might not have believed him. Maybe. Because remember before but this they thought he was dead. I don't, Again! <laughs> I don't know. Well for the first time technically but he set a really bad how does, precedent. How, how does he get the Tesseract again? And how does even though Red Skull took the Tesseract which held the Space Stone he ends up guarding the Soul Stone. So were you thinking amazing for this one? Um, I was thinking... I don't know. I'm thinking good. No, you're not. You don't think amazing? I don't know. See, I really, really like... I mean, I just told you in great detail how much so, I 92% like on Rotten Tomatoes. 92. That's two less than The Dark Knight. That's Just their two. tier. Not ours. I know. No, I I don't actually care about Rotten Tomatoes. I hate them and they're dumb. Oh. I think I think it's amazing, Joanna. Come on here. Okay. Well, uh, wait, wait, I don't want to you, you I don't want to make you think it. No, we can Why were you thinking it was only a mate or only good? Um, I just feel like maybe it, it doesn't always hold up in comparison to the other Avengers movies. Sometimes, or in some, comparison to anything else. I sometimes prefer I sometimes prefer Age of Ultron to this. Just with like some of the action scenes, but I feel like this movie is definitely like the I mean the score, the action, the pacing is very well done. Yeah. I I, I think it's amazing. I like it a lot. And you know, they also had to deal with which they didn't have to deal with really ever again in the future, pulling everybody together. You know. Right. I mean, they do it later, but they don't do. They it. have to do it real. They, ha- they I mean, have. They had to do that in Infinity War. But then again, too. But just the but idea. They did a good of, job of 
balancing out the personalities. Right, but also they did have to, and it was their first time doing it, so it's not like they had had experience before. You know, they had to pull everybody together from their own individual spaces. Yeah, even and even though Joss Whedon quit after Age of Ultron because he said, quote, it was too stressful to do movies like this, because that is why he quit after Age of Ultron, because he was Age of Ultron too. Even though, still, I I think he still did a very good job with this film. Yeah. And it's very special. He may have ruined Justice League later, but... Alan Silvestri? No, just Joss Whedon, Joanna. Oh, okay. Alan Silvestri didn't quit. He stuck to his word. He also did the score for The Croods, which... Is a good score, but not a great movie. No. But, I don't know, I... Yeah, it's... So, officially, it is amazing. amazing. Yep. So, uh, next week, we are doing... Well, yeah, so next... We're doing Iron next Man 3. Monday will be Iron Man 3. Yeah. Not terrible, it but... Isn't, it isn't... Pro- it's probably going to be either time filler... Probably time filler, actually. Yeah. Probably completely. Yeah. I won't spoil it, though. I, we haven't rewatched it and talked about it yet, so... No. We'll... We'll, we'll do that. Next up is Lord of the Rings. Oh, yeah. a hero analysis. So on Thursday, that'll be hero analysis, and that'll probably be Lord of the Rings. The difficult thing about that is that we have to carve out the time to actually watch the movies and sit down and, and analyze And we them. might... Uh, Jacob wants us to do the extended editions. We might not actually do that. No, we probably won't end up doing the extended editions. Either way, that's about 10 hours altogether. Yep. And then Saturday. What are we talking about doing on Saturday? Did we talk about doing anything? I'm not sure. Maybe Interstellar. Ooh, we could talk about Interstellar. That that could be a fun one. There's a lot to unpack there. Yeah. There's quite a bit to unpack there. Marf! Come on, Marf! Marf! Don't leave me, Marf! Marf! Come on, Marv. 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 I sent myself here, Tars. I did. We sent ourselves here. <laughs> we'll talk about that. Uh, if yeah, Interstellar is Christopher Nolan's magnum opus, creatively, of course, Dark Knight's better. Then Interstellar is yeah. his old man confusion. Kind of like, and then this happens. Okay, it's good. And then this. You might have gone a little bit too. And this. Okay, I don't believe that. It's absurd. Yeah. So, yeah, stay tuned because that's what's coming up. So, yeah.